Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Hey friend, happy new year. If you don't know, we just entered into the new biblical year 5782. You've probably been following a little bit on my journey if you've been listening to the podcast episodes where I share different teachings around the Hebrew months and God's calendar. Uh, you are not surprised that we have entered into the new year 5782. And I don't know about you, but I am ready for a fresh start. So happy new year. I'm doing a separate episode that's going to talk a little bit more about that. But I wanted to say happy new year. God is good and his plans are good. And I'm telling myself that every day, sometimes every second, because listen, I am also wrestling with what's going on in the world. I mean, it's not any one thing. There's multiple layers of multiple things that I really have been having some hard conversations with the Lord about. So again, I want to encourage you as I want to be honest with you, even though I'm coming with the podcast and I'm continuing to try to pour um, positivity and encouragement in on my social media and all of that. I, you're not alone if you are questioning God, what are you doing? And uh, kind of feeling like at that Red Sea moment. Uh, But I love, I just saw recently, you know, God didn't remove the Red Sea, but he made a way through it. And so I am excited for 5782, praying that the Lord is making a way through what we are doing now. And it's actually, I'll give you a little teaser. Um, It is also a Sabbath year. So a year of rest and it's a Shemitah year. So I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but happy new year. Let's dive into eight things the Lord taught me after losing my eight figure business. Never in a million years that I think I would think that I owned an eight-figure business, let alone a seven-figure or even a six-figure. To be honest, being an entrepreneur was never on my heart, never in my mind. I went to school to be a teacher and I taught in the public school system for three years and then was like, hmm, not so sure this is what I feel called to do. And through a number of things, I ended up getting into sales but then fast forward, got married, had my first child, and I was introduced to network marketing. Now again, I had zero interest in the business for network marketing until I realized that going back to work, what my life would be like as a mom. And I had seen other women who were building these businesses and they were doing it while their kids were sitting on their laps and they were able to travel with their families. And you know, they, they had all the things that people in network marketing talk about. They had financial freedom, they had freedom of time, and they were making an income while making an impact. And I was like, sign me up. That sounds awesome. And if they can do it, so can I. And so my journey began. Now, 
fast forward through, you know, I, I had spent about five and a half ish years in the network marketing space. Right in the middle there, I had a business that was the overnight success, right? So I started this, I ended up changing companies, and I, I, I tend to have this like three year burnout and, and burnout or boredom. I, I get bored with things, and I always knew that there were things about the network marketing profession that I really loved, but there were some things that I'm like, huh, I don't. I don't really like that and I don't really want to do that anymore. And so maybe you're feeling that same way, just know you're not alone. And I would always think, you know, just dig to your why, get a deeper why, all that. And I'm so thankful for the network marketing profession because it taught me so much and God used it in awesome ways. And at the time of losing my business, I didn't think it was very awesome, but the Lord is so good and he's merciful and he's gracious and he's kind. And so that is what my heart is in this episode to really share with you some of the lies I was believing about business, about myself, about God and how God used me losing my business to really find him. And so Fast forward, I was in this business, I was at the top of the company, I was earning all the trips, I had earned the car, I was making multiple six figures, I was uh, traveling, I was speaking on stages, literally everything that I thought that I wanted, I got. Meanwhile, on the back end of things where nobody saw, I was questioning things, I had a lot of um, concerns about some different things, but not only that, I was neglecting my family, Um, I was, suffering from an autoimmune disease. I was miserable and I kept going because I thought there's no way that God gave me all of this success and like that I'm supposed to give this up or that I'm supposed to, I don't know. So real long story short, I wanted to know my options because I had this other fire in me for coaching and for my apparel business and a boutique at the time. I mean, who who thinks all that is is... Listen, I just want to give you this real, this is not one of my eight tips, but if you are considering like starting another business, I think that's wonderful. But my advice to you is make sure that you have one of your businesses down and that everything's running smoothly so that you can add on. And in this season of my life, I really felt like, hey, my business is consistent. I have thousands of downlines. I'm making great money. You know, I I don't really... I mean, I can continue to grow this, but I don't, I don't really need anything else, anything more, but I want to do something that lights my soul on fire. And while I liked parts of network marketing, it wasn't really lighting my soul on fire, but it was absolutely filling my bank account. And so because I knew that the Lord was preparing me to shift again, I started exploring my options and my options, according to the company were that I could start another business and that I even could I could have multiple businesses, but I could only recruit from my first line. This might mean something to you if you're in network marketing, it might not. All that to say, I was like blown away at the idea that, oh my gosh, I can actually keep this business, do it very, very slowly on the side, and I can also build another one very slowly while I can start focusing on my coaching, my apparel. And I thought it was like a win-win situation. Well, fast forward to making that really hard decision uh, because I was knew that I would eventually be giving up a lot and I knew my business would eventually slow down and all of that. Um, I ended up getting terminated from the company. They said that I was, did not follow their policies and procedures and that I solicited. And so I was 
devastated. 27 weeks pregnant with our third child had retired my husband. This business was such a blessing, but it also, sometimes our blessings can also become curses. Um, and so in some ways, this business was, again, on paper, so amazing, but there were some things that I knew were not right. And all of that to say, the number one tip, the number one lesson that the Lord taught me in losing my business is that I don't have to fight my own battles and that I don't have to run away from people or things and I don't have to stay stuck and stay frozen. And so if I'm gonna talk in my neuroscience language, really what I'm referring to is fight, flight, or freeze. So we have basic human needs as everyone from birth to our death. We want, we desire to be loved, to feel safe, and to feel worthy and valued. And in this business, I realized that I put so much of my value into this. So much so that when it was threatened, my integrity, my character, my financial status for my kiddos, like to be able to take care of this third baby coming along, I went through not only every stage of grief losing this business, however, I went through, I, I did all three. I, I fought, I fled, and I froze, the fight, flight, or freeze mode. And through this, the Lord has taught me a fourth option. And in fact, I'm gonna share that fourth option in the Business Reboot Camp, so join that. But really, the whole concept is that I don't have to, and you don't have to tell everything God knows the details. I cannot tell you how many hours I spent trying to defend myself and justify and explain to people my heart when it's in all reality, God knew. So much so that God used a garden to heal my heart, to show me my identity in him, not my identity in my business. And so I don't know who needs that today, but you don't have to fight your battles. God fights them for you and that you, whatever the Lord is leading you to might not make sense to other people, but you don't have to justify everything to everybody else. You don't have to fight, God fights for you. You don't have to flight and run away and hide. My, my situation was pretty public, hundreds of thousands of people on social, and I was, you know, lots of rumors and lots of things, and so it was a very public, situation that totally ripped me apart and so there were days and seasons where I ran away I would shut my social off and I wouldn't I would run away you don't have to run away you can run into the arms of Jesus thankfully I did do that more times than not and then you don't have to freeze and stay stuck because there were many days that I felt stuck so much so that that's really what led me to get my neuroscience certification because I could tell that there were some underlying things that I wasn't really sure what was going on that was preventing me from going after the next level in my current business. And I'll again share more of that with you at, in Business Reboot Camp. But tip number one is that God knows the story. You don't have to tell everybody everything to, and you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. God knows and just lean into him so that you get your uh, value and your worth and your love and your validation from him. That's number one. Number two is there is no such thing as financial freedom. Hear me out. One of the things that is super sexy about network marketing that a lot of people talk about is financial freedom. 
and I'm going to share why I don't believe in any such thing as financial freedom. I do believe in freedom. I do. And I do believe that there is that feeling of being free. And I believe that the only source of that is through Jesus Christ. Let me tell you why. Because many women who are seeking to reach the next rank and make a certain amount of dollar, whatever money, whatever that is, and they're going toward that, they think that once they get there, they're going to be free and they're going to have freedom and they're going to you know, have X amount of dollars in their bank account and maybe perhaps be debt free or buy the dream car or whatever it may be for the financial. And maybe it's to start a nonprofit. I'm not saying all the things have to be personal and, and air quotes selfish. None of that stuff is selfish. God wants you to be debt free, by the way. It is biblical. And God wants you to also enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's biblical too. But what I'm talking about is when I was making salaries in a month, which again, I never in a million years, like going from a $33,000 salary as a teacher, never thought I would make more than that in a month that I was making in a year as a teacher. But God had me there and I couldn't even wrap my head around it. And I was giving God praise and I knew it was a blessing. But in the very same breath of me saying, God, you are so good. Thank you for these blessings. I'm going to steward this money well. In the very same breath, I would doubt his goodness and say, but are you going to do it again? And my heart was really about, thank you, God. I was a good enough girl for you to do it this month. But what else do I have to do to be good enough for you to do it next month? And so much so that when I was making that kind of money monthly, I felt even more chained to my business. I felt like even more of a prisoner. There was no such thing as freedom. And really, in all reality, it's because that the spirit of the Lord was not in it. I thought I had to do more to get more. And the Lord has just broken that lie off of me uh, not that long ago because I just point blank and ask him, God, what lie am I believing that I have to do more to get more? And he said to me, Heather, and by the way, if, if you're new to this, you're like, what? He talked to you? In my spirit, I felt like the Lord said to me, you don't have to do more to get more. You simply have to do. And I have so many testimonies about that. We'll probably talk a little bit about that later. But really, don't buy into the lie of financial freedom. Because what happens when you're making six, seven, eight-figure business or whatever it is that you're going after, you have more to lose also. And so when you have that out of alignment and not really knowing uh, you know, where your true freedom comes from, then you will start to think that your business is, is the thing. Um, and so the only freedom that I truly believe in is in Jesus Christ, him dying on the cross for my sins. And because of that, I am free. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's peace, there's liberty. And so don't allow money to become an idol and take place of the freedom that you're truly after like I did. Okay. All right. Number three, there is a difference between friendships in business and commission ships. Now, this is a very personal one that I lost a lot of air quote friends. And I think no matter what business you're in, you know, people can be your friend for a variety of different reasons. But the Lord really showed me, Heather, there is a difference between commission ships, people who are connected to you because of what you can do for them or what they can, you know, what how you make them feel, um, if, and whether that's financial or relational and then there's those people who are truly friends 
And so I'm so grateful for the people who I'm still connected with who have uh, prayed for me in, in, in the losing this business and uh, really just stood by my side. And some of those people were very angry at me in the beginning um, and since then have come back around and apologized. And I have also had to apologize to some of them and explain, like, I never meant to hurt you. I really felt like I was doing what the Lord was telling me to do. And, you know, it, it just, it, it turned into a very humbling situation. But don't be fooled. Um, in relationships that just sound good and feel good that there is definitely a difference between friendships and commissionships and let me just give you one a, a huge piece of advice the people that you can do absolutely nothing for but they're still cheering you on and this goes for you too right and for me too like hey if you can do absolutely nothing for me but I'm still kind to you um, that truly is a, a, a servant's heart and, and a, a, a friend right as opposed to what can you do for me so I'll leave that one there for you. Um, and so the Lord has really healed my heart, not only from me asking for forgiveness, but also offering forgiveness to some people who never asked for forgiveness, um, as well as extending forgiveness and, and asking for it and forgiving myself for not handling every single part of that situation perfect. Forgiveness. We're just grateful for that today, right? Um, and, and, and God is so good. So the next tip is what are we on one two three four that there is a business there's a difference between doing business with God and doing a business for God all right I'm gonna say it again there is a difference between between doing a business with God and doing a business for God so I noticed a pattern kind of similar back to the the more I make, right? The more I have to be a good girl and and do better and make sure that I'm worthy of this kind of a, of a blessing. And really all that was wrapped up in, it was a religious spirit of, of working for my, my worthiness. Now clearly even it's like working for my success. We're going to talk about success in a minute. Uh, but really I was like working for it. It was like, what do I have to do to continue for God to think that I'm a good girl and I am good enough to be able to receive these kinds of blessings? And so much of it was that my emphasis was on the financial blessings that I was receiving. And yes, I could talk about all the other blessings, but really deep down what I was equating my success to was how much money I was making. Even though... I use my business as a ministry. I share Jesus with people. Like the underlying root was there was this lie about money. There was this lie about having to work harder to get more. And again, I just share with you that the Lord was like, you don't have to do more to get more. You simply have to do what I'm asking you to do. And so let me talk a little bit about the difference between doing business with God and doing it for God. So I was doing my business for God. And I thought that I was working for, um, you know, for the Lord. And so, yes, everything that we should do, we do should be for the Lord. But the God also says that he wants us to co-labor with him. He wants to co-labor with us. And so would I pray about my business? Sure. Um, would I, you know, talk about God in my business? Sure. But I wasn't making a consistent effort to really invite God into all the details. It was more or less like, hey, checks and balance. Am I doing good? Great. You gave me good money and you, you know, brought me a new team member. You, whatever my, that post went was really successful, um, but it wasn't really down to 
connecting with the heart of the Father and really setting goals with God and not just setting my own goals and then just praying that the Lord blesses them. And we're going to talk about that in Business Tree Bootcamp too, about how to set goals with God without feeling guilt, without feeling like you're being selfish, and so all of those things. But doing business with God is really inviting him into your business. And what I found was a lot of the times I would do it every once in a while and or I'd get my fill up like on a Sunday, and and but I wasn't necessarily like doing life with with God and doing life with him also included in my business because my business was really my everything which that's a whole that's a point in and of itself it's not really one of my eight points but truly what the Lord showed me is that my business was an idol my business had become an idol it become it had become everything for me which I guess I do a little bit talk about this in the next point which is my identity and value I found it in my business so here is tip number uh, five or that one. Sorry, I should have numbered these. I just put little dashes. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Your identity is not found in your business, not in your title, not in your paycheck, not in your rank, not in your social media status. Your value is also not found in any of those things. Your value is not in what you do or how much you make. Your value is in whose you are. Same with your identity. You are not what you do. You are whose you are. And I had that really twisted and thought that the more platform, the bigger platform that the Lord was giving me, that that meant that I, you know, that I had more value and I had I had this bigger um, exposure. And while that's true, I do think that that meant like part of that was like the Lord's trusting me with with the people that I was in front of. I really tied my value to that as opposed to that God loves me and sees that I'm valuable regardless of if I'm speaking on stages or I'm changing diapers. And let me tell you, the Lord is really teaching me that in this season. As I have really felt like the last two years, I have laid down a lot of my goals and my ambitions. Not that I have forgotten about them or that I think that God doesn't care about them, but the Lord is really, really impressing upon my heart to really focus on my family. In fact, we're making some really tough decisions right now with my youngest two um, starting preschool and was going to start... Uh, another like daycare slash preschool for my little guy and we're making some really tough decisions that is absolutely going to impact my business but I feel like the Lord is really putting on my heart to um, to 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 make a decision that I, I feel like he's leading me to so I'll share a little bit more about that but I don't know who needs this your 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 worth is not in what you do your worth is in whose you are your identity your value the ability for people to love you, right? We have to find that in God. That it goes back to those three basic human needs, right? I found all of those basic human needs in my business. I was loved by a lot of people until I wasn't. <laughs> I felt that I was safe with my business because I was making a ton of money. But then I lost it all and then I didn't feel safe. I should find safety in knowing that the Lord is my shepherd. I want for nothing. I lack nothing. That's where my true safety comes from, kind of like the true freedom. And then my value and my worth, it doesn't come from a title or a certain you know, accolade or accomplishment. It comes from who God says that I am. And so 2019 was me going through scripture and really seeking out I am statements that, that God has spoken over me. And so I encourage you, if you've never done that before, and I do have a workshop on 
really understanding like the I am statements and, and what God speaks over you. But that is so important that your identity and your value are not found in your business. They are found in your in, in who you are in Christ and your relationship with him. All right. Tip number seven. Oh, six, six, six. I skipped one. Okay. Um, I wrote this down as, um, you know, this is a tip that I learned that in the beginning of my career, and this kind of goes back to the very beginning, but I was willing to, I sat down and I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to make this happen, that I am willing to sacrifice this, 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 and this. I sat down with George and we talked about it. And I was like, you know, it, this is a short-term sacrifice for a long-term benefit. You've heard that one before, right? I'm willing to sacrifice now what people aren't willing to sacrifice now so I can live like people can't live then in the future, right? I bought into all of that. Let me just speak to you right now. First of all, provision is included in your calling. Whatever the Lord is calling you to do, you don't have to outwork or outsmart him or out, outwork the system or do more to get more. You simply have to do what God is asking you to do. There is provision included in your calling. It's a package deal. Provision is included in the calling. You don't have to sacrifice everything in order to get to the next level. Nobody can touch your anointing. Nobody can and uh, nobody can take that away from you. And so I don't know what happens to us. We feel like it's it's really a fight, flight, or freeze mode. And many of us who are wired like I am is that we tend to fight harder for the things that we want because we feel like you know. And that's just really what the world tells us. You have to fight more. So sake sacrifice. I made all these lists of things that I'm willing to sacrifice, but what I neglected to do was make a list of things that were sacred to me. So much so that the Lord used losing this business to show me what was truly sacred. My marriage, my children, my health, my true friends, family, and ultimately my relationship with God. And so now as I'm building my coaching business, and really picking myself back up off the ground. Um, and, and, and I have been doing that over the last couple of years. I ended up building another business, another seven-figure business that I, I don't run anymore as far as like try to actively build it. I use the products and I love the company, but the Lord has completely called me out of network marketing. Um, I have a list of sacred things, and that's spending quiet time with the Lord every single day because the Lord brought me through the darkest season of my life in, the, in, those, in knowing that I had that connection with him. It's family time. It's, you know, dinner time. I don't want a network marketing for some reason too. It seems like all the activities happen at nighttime. And I'm like, I'm not willing to do that anymore. I don't want to sacrifice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night any longer. And weekends, I used to work weekends. I used to work seven days a week. I didn't even take a Sabbath. And I thought, well, if I just sacrifice now, then I'll be able to do all these things. And that was a big fat lie. It just kept me more addicted. And the more I made, the more I had to lose. So the more I stayed stuck in feeling like I have to do more to get more. So I encourage you, at what cost do you want the success that, you, that you're going after? At what cost? God's provision is included in your calling. You don't have to sacrifice everything in order to get it. In fact, I encourage you to make a list of things that are sacred to you and to your family and, and make sure that you honor those things because I promise you the Lord will honor that you do have those, those boundaries and those safety nets around it. All right, tip number seven is that there's a difference between, well, first of all, success in general. My, my definition of that has changed so much over the last seven years. And so there is a definition, really the difference between worldly success 
and heaven's definition of success or God's definition of success. In fact, this is something I ask every single client of mine because I know that most women who I work with, God always sends me the women who are similar to me. And I, you know, I knew like there's, there's a difference between what the world says about success and then what God says about success. And so I encourage you, take a minute right now, ask yourself, what do I think success is? And then ask yourself, what do I think, what does God think success is? And so really, and I've done an episode on this before, but it's, it's, a, um, it's a good one, is that the world tells us it's money, it's power, it's a social media following, it's getting the promotion, it's uh, you know all these things that aren't bad things. None of these things are bad things, but when these things become your definition of success, it can get really skewed of what does God say success is? And so God says... Really, simply, success is obeying and and following what he wants you to do. Really fulfilling his will for your life. And then the provisions included in that. And so my business strategies have looked super different. And I talk a lot about this with my one-on-one clients. Like, listen, you don't have to follow the ways of the world just because the expert's saying it. Because I know that there's a difference between kingdom success, heaven, heaven success, what God says, and what the world says, and how I have to get there. And you have that same freedom and flexibility and permission to to do do your business differently and to achieve what God looks at as successful. And I have so many stories about the Lord blessing us in multiple ways, not just financial, but that's been a big one um, as I feel like money is something he's always teaching me about to be able to trust him and pride, really not putting myself before uh, before him and making sure that my heart is postured in a way that I'm really pointing people to Jesus um, and not making this anything about me. So the last one, number eight, one of my biggest tips and one of my biggest takeaways, which again is really uh, something big in this season of my life, your business is one of the ways that you do have an opportunity to be a, a, to minister to people, to be a disciple. And all that is, like that doesn't mean you have to have a theology degree or go to seminary or have you know, even read the entire Bible and know everything about it. It doesn't mean that. It means that you're willing to share your journey with people, be a light, right? God tells us to be a light, but God does tell us to, to go and tell, be disciples. And that what the Lord showed me is that your business can absolutely be a ministry. And I believe he's called so many of us to that. And the enemy will try to distort that and you know lie to us. But the other part is that my first ministry is in my home. And let me tell you, as an ambitious, goal-driven, uh, working for my worthiness, listen, my kids don't tell me I'm awesome every day. When people would tell me I was awesome or my paycheck would tell me I was awesome, that was like my pat on the back. My kids don't tell me I'm awesome every day. They do love me, I think. Um, but... Uh, you know, my first ministry is in my home. And the Lord was showing me that my priorities were out of whack. That in fact, my business had become an idol. And that I put it before not only my own health, but before my marriage, before my kids, all in the name of God is blessing me. Oh my goodness, look at how God, good God is. I see my post from like years ago and I'm like, oh, I just want to gag. I'm like, if I could just talk to that girl and say, you're fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself. And not that any of those things were bad things. It's just that my heart wasn't postured in the right way. Another way that the Lord just showed me about the garden and tilling the soil of my heart. And so do I believe that having a, a eight-figure business, a nine-figure, why do we stop at eight? You know, like, hello, God can do anything or whatever the business is. It doesn't even matter about the money. But having a successful business 
is something that God wants for a lot of his children? Yes, because I think that it's our turn to take the marketplace and to be a light in every area, photography, real estate, coaching, teaching, um, whatever business you have in your heart, any network marketing business, I do believe that we are called to be a light and we can absolutely make an impact in these certain areas of our lives. But God wants to do it with an order of importance, which is God first, marriage second, children third, and then your business and the other things that the Lord is calling you to do. And for me, mine was out of whack. And so the Lord's given me the last couple of years to really, really position my heart, reposition my heart and till the soil in my heart and to say, Heather, listen, I, I have such good plans for you. And I don't know who this is for. I have, God has good plans for you, but he wants to make sure that you're stewarding the little things. And sometimes that is our littles. The Lord used that verse, um, you know, be a, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. And he's like, you're not really being faithful with your littles. And your first ministry is in your home. So while I love that you love women and you want to point women to Jesus, like your first ministry is in your home. And I'll use, just want to wrap this up with this example that the Lord reassured me that I can have both. And I believe that if he's calling you to business, you can have both. So I was sitting in church and I got a text message from our pastor's wife who has become a good friend of mine. And it was a picture of uh, my daughter lifting her hands and praising in the worship service for the little kids. He's the, he's the youth pastor. And it totally just gripped my heart thinking, my baby girl is praising King Jesus. And she is just totally, doesn't. there's nobody else in the room. It's just her singing to Jesus. And it wrecked me like in the best way possible. And it was just such a sweet little thing that God's like, you're doing a good job. So let me tell you, motherhood, it's like the hardest hood sometimes. Right now, I feel like it is such a stretching. But I felt reassured that I'm doing a good job and it might not, it might look different. You know, my, my, my social media might look different. My schedule might look different. My paychecks look different, but that the Lord is proud of me for putting my kids first and spending more time with them and really investing in them and their future. And then within like, I don't even think it was a minute or two, I ended up getting a text message from a client of mine who I was working with one-on-one -on -one, and she just you know, sent me this picture and was like, I wanted you to be one of the first to know. And it was her getting baptized. And the Lord just spoke to me in that, in that moment and said, I told you, you can have both. And it was so significant that I got the picture of my daughter first and then I got a picture of my client. And he's like, you can have both as long as you continue to put me first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the other things will fall into place. Provision is included in your calling. Success is included in your calling because God would not set you up for failure. And so I hope that some of these tips encourage you that, you know, as you're chasing after whatever goals you're going after, don't chase after them more than you chase after Jesus and an intimate relationship with him and understanding more of who he is and making him part of your every 
every move of your business. And so I do. I have business meetings with heaven on a regular basis, weekly. Um, and I talk to God all the time and pray about my business all the time. But I intentionally have business meetings with, with, with heaven every single week. And in fact, I'm going to share more about that again in Business Reboot Camp. So if you're curious about that, like what would that look like? And what would I say? And like what does that? Join us for the free five-day Business Reboot Camp. And I'm going to share that along with a lot of other tips, very practical things that you can do as well as mindset shifts that are probably holding you back from getting to that next level that God wants to take you to. And so uh, I just pray that this blessed you and that you have some, uh, you know, you just have some information to be able to sit with and some ideas to be able to sit with so that you can pray about it and see what the Lord wants to speak to you. So Father God, I thank you so much. Thank you for an opportunity to build a business. And Lord, we thank you for the success that you have given us, it, it, the world's definition of success. And then thank you for hearts that are postured in a place that we, we really want to make you um, happy and we want to honor you and what you're asking us to do and be obedient to that call. And it might look a little crazy, but Lord, we thank you for that. So Father, I just wanna thank you personally for my own testimony of um, achieving it all, air quotes, and losing it all. But Lord, that I had to lose it all in order to find your all. And every woman chasing after any success in business, Lord, I pray that their heart is chasing after you above all else. So Lord, thank you for my testimony. Thank you for the healing journey that I have been on. Uh, thank you for the, the no tears shed in sharing my testimony of losing it all and really finding you. So Lord, you get all the glory and all the honor. And Lord, we just pray that you continue to posture our hearts in a place where you are first, then our family, and then our business. And so I pray a special blessing over every single ear listening to this, that she takes her business to the next level, glory to glory, and that you get all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.